Welcome to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Olbrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. time. All right, welcome everybody to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. We have some fun and exciting information to share today. Yes. So, you know, it's funny. I feel like when somebody is training for a game, you're not necessarily in the game. There are things that people do. Right. Like whether it's like football, basketball, soccer, whatever. Right. There's things that people do besides just training with their team and learning the playbook, which we've talked about before. Yeah, we have. Okay. Right? So like if I'm an athlete at a certain level, I'm maybe going to stretching class. Yeah. I'm having a private trainer. I'm going to nutrition class. Yep. You know, you take all these things seriously. Right. Just like in real estate, right? So if the game is during the real estate transaction, so you're right. either buying or selling, you know, there's all kinds of things that you need to know either before or after the game. Yeah. And I think we just call it off the field. Off the field. Yeah. So off the field, there is all kinds of things that you need to know just generally about real estate, owning a home, kind of all of those related areas. Yeah. And I will say the one area that we're going to chat about right now, I get the question a lot and I will refer them to Daniel. (laughs) And so this ends up being a big part of my like daily work. It's, It's generally condensed to a couple of times a year. But one of the services that we offer to our clients, which I feel like is a kind of unique service that we offer most lenders Mm -hmm. with regards to property taxes or most mortgage brokers, Mm -hmm. I should say, just kind of direct you back to the 800 number where you pay your mortgage and say, deal with them. I try to take a little bit more, you know, involved Mm -hmm. approach with our clients because the topic of real estate taxes gets really, really, really confusing. Yeah. I figure if I'm getting confused and I have 24 years of just intensive experience with this, that I can't imagine them trying to navigate it on their own. So I really want to dive in today on the topic of property taxes, impound, escrow accounts, all of those things, and break down kind of what our buyers and sellers need to know with regards to property taxes. Okay, so I think the basic question is, you know, what is a property tax and how is it calculated? Yeah. So property taxes, every state handles property taxes differently. So I'll preface this by saying we are talking about California property taxes. Mm -hmm. And so generally speaking, in California, Mm -hmm. property taxes are assessed based on when you buy the property. So that's not always the case. In some other states, the property taxes just kind of stay with the property and then the the county or city reassesses them as needed. Mm -hmm. With California, every time you buy a house... Mm -hmm the property taxes are reassessed based on your purchase price. Mm -hmm. So there's like a base property tax assessment of about 1%. And then there are additional items that get added. Things like library taxes, Mm -hmm. sewage taxes, school bonds, all the kind of extra stuff. That people have voted for. Right. Yeah. It's all Mm -hmm. stuff that gets voted in and, and incorporated into the annual tax bill. So in California, from a lender's perspective, we mm-hmm. always calculate property taxes based on one and a quarter percent of your purchase price annually. So if you buy a house for a million dollars, your property tax bill will be $12,500 a year. 
Okay. So that's the rough number that lenders are using when they qualify you for a mortgage and when they set up your escrow or impound account. Mm-hmm. So what is an escrow or impound account? This is where it gets super confusing for buyers, and it's it's almost unfair that we have all this terminology. I would totally agree. And yeah, it's it's and really. It, and my background is lending. Before I was a realtor, I was in lending. So yeah, I understand it. You know, and I still have trouble communicating it to buyers sometimes because yeah. there's so many intricate it's details. So confusing. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with just the word escrow. So Mm -hmm. escrow is the the company that handles the transaction, that handles all the like financial aspects of the transaction. But the word escrow account is also used as well as the word impound account. So they mean the same thing. If you hear either one, they kind of mean the same thing. And it's the account that the lender establishes to collect your property taxes on your behalf. Mm -hmm. So escrow or impound account, they're the same thing. Depending on the loan type, it's an optional thing to have included in your loan. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have an escrow or impound account in most cases. There are some loan types like FHA that do require it. But generally speaking, it's it's optional. I always recommend that our first-time homebuyers set up an escrow account. Okay, why? So property taxes in California are due twice a year. Okay. So they are due – here's where it gets super crazy, right? So they are due in October – delinquent by November, mm-hmm. due again in February, delinquent by April. So the way that I remember that, I've been using it for years, is the acronym No Darn Fooling Around. Wait, say it again. No Darn Fooling Around. Say so it again. Due in November, <laughs> delinquent December, due in February, delinquent April. Okay, you guys so those got are kind that. of your, yeah, you don't have to know that. But <laughs> that's a good acronym to remember yeah. it. No Darn Fooling like Around that. with your taxes. Yeah. So you need to be prepared if you do not have your lender collecting an escrow account, you need to be prepared to make a six-month property tax bill twice a year. Right. Okay. So if we're talking about a $12,500 bill for the year, you're talking about $6,250 twice a year. It's delinquent by December 10th. You know, that's right before Christmas. It's so hard, right? Because you're buying gifts for people. Totally. You're trying to budget that. And then you're trying to take care of property taxes and yeah. money towards that. And then yeah. again, it's del- delinquent again in April, income tax season. Right. So right. if you don't set up an escrow account, you have to pay those two bills on your own. Those are pretty big okay, and when, bills. And when you say set up an escrow account, yeah. what does that mean? You're not paying those Two times a year, you're paying them. Right. So when when. you set up an escrow account, you are essentially creating a savings account that the lender controls. So the lender is going to collect one-twelfth of your total annual expenses each month with your mortgage payment. So it's basically spread out over a year. Spread out over time. As opposed to paying two payments. And when do you set up this impound account? So generally, you want to set it up when you buy the house. Mm -hmm. And so when you set up the account, the lender is going to collect some money up front as part of your closing costs. Okay. And that's a question that we get all the time, too, is, you know, why is the lender collecting four or five, six months worth of taxes? They're putting it into the escrow account now mm-hmm. so that each month they collect one twelfth and then they have enough to, co- to pay it when it becomes due. So mm-hmm. how much they collect up front depends on how close you are to when the tax bill is due. Okay. And so let's say you set up the impound account. And so every month it's automatically coming out. Yep. It's just part of your mortgage. Okay. Let's say two or three, four years down the road, 
it's gone up. Property tax has gone up because more people have voted for bonds and this and right. that. So it goes up. How does that money yeah. so keep on getting filtered in? Every year the lender is going to do a, what's called an escrow analysis. Okay. And they will review how much is in the account, mm, how okay. much the annual expenses are for the year, and they will adjust your payment. So usually when I get calls from a client who has been closed for a year or two and they say, hey, my monthly payment changed. Like I thought I had a 30-year fixed rate loan. I go, you did. You do. (laughs) Nothing on your mortgage has changed, but your property taxes and or your homeowner's insurance has adjusted. Got it. Right? And so they will adjust your payment. Now here's where it gets really, really, really tricky. And this is a hard concept to kind of understand for anyone, but I think it's really important that new buyers really educate themselves on this process. So when you buy a house, let's say that we buy that million dollar house and our property taxes should be $12,500 a year. Right. Okay. It takes the county a really long time to adjust your property taxes to that number. Because they're using the number that the previous the previous seller, seller was their using, house for. So right? maybe they bought their house for three hundred thousand right. a long time ago, three right. years ago. So let's say that the previous buyer or owner of the property had property taxes of five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, your taxes are supposed to be twelve thousand five hundred. The previous owner was at $5,000. So the regular tax bill that is already assigned to the property Mm -hmm. is for $5,000 a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when we set up the escrow account, we are setting it up based on that one and a quarter percent. So we're setting it up at the $12,500 annually. So we are collecting the right amount. Right. Here's where it gets confusing. The county takes sometimes two years to adjust that regular tax bill. But you don't think that you get off the hook of like paying your taxes. They issue what's called a supplemental tax bill. Mm -hmm. So that supplemental tax bill covers the difference. So as a new owner, you would get a supplemental tax bill of $7,500, right? Previous owners at Mm $5,000, you're supposed to be at $12,500. You would get a supplemental tax bill for $5,000 and it's due in completely different Seventy five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's doing completely different timelines. So it's usually right. due July to July. It's like it, it's such a nightmare with all of the due dates shifting and everything. Now here's where it gets crazy. The lender. So most lenders are set up for national servicing, so okay. they cover clients nationally. Right? right. That makes sense. Lenders are big companies. Most other states, the supplemental bill is just an extra bill. It's not like part of the regular taxes that you should be paying. Okay. So lenders say, we don't pay supplemental bills. You pay supplemental bills. Mm. So when you get your supplemental bill as a new homeowner, your lender will not be paying that automatically. It gets sent to you and you pay it. It gets sent to you. Here's where it gets even trickier. So you could pay it, but we've been setting up your escrow account based on the correct amount. Right. So your escrow account, which is just a savings account, right. has the right amount of money in it to pay the supplemental bill. But your lender doesn't know about the supplemental bill. So this is where, as a broker, I step in and I warn our clients at closing, if you get a supplemental tax bill, you need to contact me. Mm -hmm. And then we take that supplemental tax bill and we write the lender and we say, hey, we are requesting that you make a one-time payment of this supplemental tax bill because you have enough money in the account. Out of the escrow account. Out of the escrow account. So you account. don't pay it personally from your own check. Right. Okay, because we've been sense. collecting the right amount. Mm-hmm. Here's what sometimes happens. 
buyers don't realize that that supplemental tax bill is something they have to do, mm. right? They think, oh, my taxes are included. I can ignore it because the county will continue to send the buyer a copy of all of the tax bills, even the regular ones that the lender is paying. So they're getting all these bills. They go, oh, my taxes are included in my mortgage. I don't need to pay attention to it. And they throw it away. And now what happens if you don't pay that supplemental? Right. So then at the end of the year, when the lender does their escrow analysis, Mm -hmm. they look at the regular tax bill, which is still based on the $5,000, and they go, oh, we have too much money in the account. We can't keep too much money in the account. It's regulated by law that they can't hold on to extra money. So then they send a refund check to the client. I'm telling you, this is the craziest thing ever, and it's a huge part of my like day. So they send a refund check to the client, and if the client doesn't think to talk to me about it, they get this check for, you know, whatever it is, thousands yeah. of dollars, and they go, cool, free money, and they cash it and they spend it. And then they didn't know that they were supposed to pay their supplemental tax bill. And the county charges a 10% penalty for not paying it. Right? And worst case scenario, this gets even farther out. And so let's say year two. So lender sends a refund. Right. And then. You use it. You cash it. Right. You're not paying your supplement. Your supplemental has not been paid. Not been paid. You've spent the money. Will that go on as a mortgage late? Or how does that It doesn't go on as a mortgage late. But what happens is is then the tax bill gets delinquent. The lender gets notified there's a delinquent bill. When there's a delinquent bill, the lender steps in and pays it because they have an interest in making sure the property taxes are paid on the the house. And then they go, well, we paid this bill that we weren't anticipating and we don't have enough money. And guess what? Your payment's going to be going up by $600 a month because they just paid a $5,000 bill that they didn't have the money for because they already sent you the money. Because you cashed it. Because you cashed <laughs> and it. you spent it. Right. And sometimes even worse, when they send you that $5,000 bill, they also say, hey, looks like we've been collecting, you know, $1,000 a month for your property taxes, but your property taxes are only $500 or $5,000 a year. So we're going to lower your payment by $600 a month. So now they've lowered your payment. They're not collecting enough. Now we have a $5,000 shortage and they're not collecting enough. And sometimes it takes a year to discover all of this. And then year two, the county goes, okay, we finally have gotten around to reassessing your property taxes. They're now $12,000 a year, $12,500. And the lender goes, wait a minute, we're only collecting $600 a month, which we've been collecting for for a year. We paid you out $5,000. We paid out this supplemental bill. Now we're like way negative and your payment's going to go up by $1,200 a month. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there has to be a better system. I, I, I mean, this yeah. system is, this is yeah. the, I mean, this is good information to know, uh, yeah. right? This is all the information that doesn't necessarily pertain to, buying you know, a house. buying a house, yeah. selling a house, but you but should know this going into it and 100%. you should know this after when you buy a house. Right. And it's yeah. critical information. And yeah. I feel like, Mortgage brokers don't do a great job of Mm -mm. making their clients really aware of it. So part of our normal process is we send out videos and emails and things reminding them like podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, hey, if you get a refund check from your lender, please call me immediately. Yeah. Because I will advocate on your behalf. Now, once the loan is closed, like I don't work for the mortgage company that services it, but I can get on the phone with you mm-hmm. and have the conversation with the lender of like, hey, here's what's going to happen and here's the outline and here's how we establish the account and you need to keep the payments the same. 
And if that doesn't work, then at the very least, I can prepare the buyer for that and say, hey, your lender's not collecting enough and they don't realize it yet, but you're going to be in trouble a year from now. So please keep in a separate savings account X amount of dollars per month. When they send you that refund check, put it in a savings account. Just hold on to it because there will come a time when your lender is going to say, hey, we have a shortage. Yeah. And you have two options when you get a shortage. You can pay the shortage or you can have your payment increased. And it's such a good service that you guys enter because you're really not getting anything from it, right? And no. it's not a it's not a service that normal mortgage brokers provide. So you have to be aware of that. So if you're in other areas, you don't use Paul and Danielle as your mortgage broker, which you should be. But if you're not, <laughs> but if you, you, you have to understand that this is not necessarily a service that yeah. your mortgage broker is going to provide. You might have to call the 1-800 number. But it's good information to know that this is what is going on. Yeah. And, and I tell anybody ever, right, if you're in California and you have questions on your tax bill just I don't care whether I did your mortgage or not let me know I'm happy to help like walk you through that process because it is so thoroughly confusing Mm -hmm. that I don't know how you know the everyday person is supposed to wrap their head around all of this it's just so confusing it does tend to work itself out so if you can get through the first two years of the loan once the county assesses your property taxes at your purchase price everything's pretty smooth sailing from then but it's that first couple of years as all the kinks get worked out right that it does tend to have you know the the risk of getting worse before it gets better and so it's just super 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 important like anything you get with regards to your mortgage if you have an escrow account mm-hmm. you need to be analyzing that carefully and you need to be seeking out advice if you don't understand it yeah cuz it gets absolutely. really confusing mm-hmm. and same thing goes with your homeowners insurance which we can also collect for in an escrow account you know if you're making changes to your homeowners insurance you need to be aware that that can affect your escrow account right because they've mm-hmm. been collecting an amount in the past based on the past amount if those amounts change it takes a while that they may have been collecting the wrong amount in right. the past right so all of those things are super super important I think that's a little bit overwhelming with regards to the amount of information on property taxes and supplemental bills, but it's really important that people know it and just know, like, if you get a check, that's not necessarily a good thing. If your payment changes, that's not necessarily a good thing. And you should be watching. If you're on an auto pay, you may not even notice that your payment has adjusted. Right. And so people need to be paying attention to that. And then just, you know, any tax bills that you get, supplemental bills are not paid automatically by the lender. There's a process you have to go through. This is all great information, super useful information. And again, it's just one of those things where you're going through the escrow process. It might not be directly involved in the escrow purchasing or selling a house, but information outside that is definitely going to help you. Right. And so the other topic that I wanted to just briefly talk about was Prop 19, Mm -hmm. which does affect property taxes. And we won't go in depth on that, but just generally speaking, it's important for people to know about Prop 19. Prop 19 allows somebody who's 55 and older to transfer their tax base. So that's huge. If somebody's considering selling and they're over 55 years old, there are options to move over your tax base so that you don't have increased property taxes. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's huge, right? If you're considering like buying a new house and you have property taxes of $5,000 a month, Having that refactored to the twelve five or whatever it is would be a big consideration. But there are ways that you can transfer that tax base and keep your old tax rate while buying a new house. 
And those are great things that you could talk to your mortgage broker about, or you can talk to a tax person too. Yep. You know, when you're thinking about buying or selling, you know, consulting a tax person and finding out different options or ways to save on your taxes, like you said on Proposition yeah. 19, yeah. are great avenues to just look into because you just don't know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, put off selling or, you know, they go, well, I can't sell because my taxes are so low. There are ways to get around that, which is really cool. Absolutely. And quick question for you. So on the TROP 19, does that matter where you move? You so yeah, so, some counties um, participate in it, some don't, but generally you need to stay in the state, right? Because mm-hmm. it's California property tax thing. Mm-hmm. And there are limits on how much you can move over. So I right. believe the limit is a million dollars over your current assessment. Okay. So okay. you yeah, have so to, definitely you have to, to do some into. digging. You want yeah. a tax yeah. person involved in all of those things, but it's it's a really cool option for somebody who, you know, especially people who like want to downsize and things like that, right? but have property taxes that are super low, Absolutely. you know, that can outweigh things if they had to go to the current tax rate. So yeah, especially in like our type of market here in California, where house prices have gone up so much, yeah, it'll afford them to maybe get into single family home where they're not having to pay a larger property tax. Right, right. Yeah. So they can keep their same tax rate against mm-hmm. the new property, which is really, really cool. So Right. Yeah, lots of things regarding Prop 19, but that's a whole, a whole topic I mean, whole for their episode. for their tax yeah. person, really, because <laughs> there are so many intricates intricacies on that one. But right, I think that's it for property taxes. It's a little bit overwhelming, but so much. Information. But it's super it's important really that good people know that and know that you know even after or before you buy, you need to be educated on how the game works and you know all the extras that you need to put into things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, real estate play-by-play. Cheers. Supplementals. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the the game. game.